A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> Kia ora everybody, I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I talk with Hannah about the birth of her beautiful baby girl, Winter, the use of nipple shields, and some postpartum anxiety after Winter's birth. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. No worries at all. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family and where you live? Perfect. So my name is Hannah. I am 23 years old and my partner's name is Matt and he is a builder Um, and we have a six-month-old daughter called Winter, who you can probably hear in the background a little bit. Uh, Yeah, we live, at the moment, we live in Waiuku in Auckland, um, but I grew up in Hamilton. So yeah, that's kind of us. Awesome. Very cool. And had you and your partner always wanted a family or did you sort of plan to get pregnant? What was your journey to conception with winter? Um, So last year I went on a big Europe trip, which was awesome. And I'd always been on the pill probably since I was like 16. Um, And I actually finished up on it a week after I got back from Europe and I was like, mm, I'm going to have a break. We'll just go with the flow, see what happens. Like we both had always wanted kids. so. It wasn't really a concern if we did end up getting pregnant. And within yeah. the first month, we found out we were having her. <laughs> wow. Very quick. Yeah, so it was very, very quick. And considering I'd been on the pill for so long, yeah, I'm really surprised. And I think he was very happy, but I think we were both quite surprised with how fast it actually happened. Cool. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you miss a period or did you have other symptoms? Um, so I don't really have many symptoms. I think I'd missed my period by like a week, but I'd never been very regular with it anyway. So I was like, oh yeah, we'll just do it just in case, you know, since I'm not on the pill anymore. Um, yeah. And yeah, funnily enough, two lines popped up and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah. And was your partner there when you took the test or how did you tell him that you were pregnant? Um, yeah. So I just did it in the bathroom. And yeah, I just put the test into a room and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and that was kind of it. And then I took another one the next day because I kind of couldn't believe that it could happen that fast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, same thing, two lines. So then I got on to my search to find a carer. <laughs> awesome. And did you have any ideas of what method of care you thought you might use? Did you want to birth at a hospital or had you thought about that that early on? Um, I always knew I wanted to have a midwife rather than go through a doctor just because I felt it was more specialised here. 
um, whereas doctors are obviously quite broad. And I always wanted to give birth at a birthing centre. So um, yep. those were my two things I really, really wanted. I definitely wanted to try birth drug-free. Um, my partner was like, mm, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> and I did really want to um, have a water birth if possible, but I wasn't two-faced. I was sort of like, if it, I wanted to go with the flow, and as long as I was at a birthing centre, I was really happy. <laughs> yeah, cool. And did you and your partner go to antenatal classes, or did you do anything like that before you went into labour? Um, no, we didn't. We kind of did um, Dr. Google. Um, yeah. <laughs> and kind of um, did things on there. I um, I'm am very much a baby person, so I had already done, well, I had already knew quite a bit of stuff that I heard that they taught at antenatal classes. So I kind of just taught him things I knew myself, and we both are very chilled out people. So we were like, we'll go with the flow. Like, as long as, you know, like we know the basics. I think we can sort of figure out how to do other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome, fair enough. And did you have many other symptoms throughout your pregnancy or what was that experience like for you? Uh, so I only had morning sickness twice and it was both at night um, <laughs> throughout my whole pregnancy. Um, and the only other symptom I really had was my back and my hips. So I had really bad um, back and hip pain um, yeah. probably from about 20 weeks I want to say um, yeah and it got just worse and worse and worse and obviously my feet working in retail I um, was on my feet for nine to ten hours a day and yeah that definitely took a toll on my feet <laughs> I don't really have the crazy morning sickness or anything like that which was awesome <laughs> So did you know that you were having a boy or a girl before you gave birth? Um, yes, I did. So I initially thought we were having a boy. I had always said from about 10 weeks that it's a boy. It's definitely going to boy, be a boy. I had, um, I had always, we had planned what his name would be if it was a boy. <laughs> and we yeah. didn't even think about girls' names because I was so adamant that she was going to be a boy. So at our 19-week scan, um, the lady was like, well, do you want to know what you're having? And we were both like, yep, definitely. And I was like, okay, let's take our bets first. Like, what do you think we're having? And Matt always said a girl. He always wanted a girl. Um, and my sister actually came with us, and she was like, mm, definitely a girl. And I was like, nah, I'm right. It's going to be a boy. <laughs> Um, and the lady was like, well, actually, no, you're wrong. It's definitely a girl. <laughs> so I was stoked and Matt was really happy. He always wanted yeah. a girl. So, oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And how far along were you when you went into labor? Um, I was 39 weeks. Um, but at my first scan, I was adamant I was eight weeks. And they were like, no, she's only growing at seven weeks at the moment so we'll we'll date you from that and I was like okay I'm pretty sure I'd be eight weeks though <laughs> so if yeah. I kept my initial date she would have been born on her um original birth like her original due date right okay awesome yeah. and how did you go into labor do you want to talk us through that now and then into your birth story yeah absolutely so um on Saturday the 20th 8th of April um 
I was having quite bad back pain, but I always had throughout that last half of my um, pregnancy. Um, so I didn't really think anything of it. It was kind of just really bad lower back pain. And then on the Sunday, we went for walks with our dog and kind of just chilled out. And I had my midwife had told me about um, eating dates and how it can prolong you from going overdue because being my first baby, um, it is quite com- common to go overdue. Um, so I had some dates and my mum had messaged me being like, oh, I just feel like tonight's the night. I'm like, you know what? Me too. I just feel like she's going to come soon. And then 1am on the Monday morning, um, my water's broke. I got up to go to the bathroom and I was like, mm, yeah, no, that's definitely, <laughs> um, that is definitely my water's. So I woke up, Matt, and I was like, hey. Um, I think she's going to be coming <laughs> today. <laughs> um, and then we kind of got up and I was awake from one o'clock, um, at about, and contractions came straight away. They were probably every two to three minutes for about 20 seconds. Yeah. And then I rang, um, my midwife, but it was her weekend off. So, um, it was her backup midwife that I had to ring. Um, and she was like, okay, just ring me when your contractions get a bit closer together. Um, so it got to about four o'clock and they were happening about every minute and a half for about 30 seconds. Um, and they were getting pretty bad. I even ran out of hot water in our house because I was having that many showers. Um, and she was sort of like, mm, okay, well, just keep going. You can stay at home as long as possible. Um, so yeah, I stayed at home. They just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So it got to about seven o'clock and Matt rang her because I could barely talk. (laughs) They were that bad. And she was like, okay, well, come in at quarter to 10 and we'll give you a check over. Just, we want to keep you at home for as long as possible. So fair enough. I don't really want to be sitting around waiting, um, at, the birthing center so we packed her bag and my bag in the car and got the capture and whatnot and headed off to the birthing center in Hamilton and she checked me over and she pretty much told me that she'll get the birthing room ready because I was already nine centimeters oh wow (laughs) that's fast yeah it was really (laughs) crazy fast considering yeah she is my first child um yeah and she's like, yeah, you're definitely, you know, having your baby today, even by lunchtime, maybe. And that kind of put us a little bit like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> she's going to be coming very, very soon. So initially they thought she would be um, there by lunchtime, so within two hours. Um, so that was exciting, very scary, but exciting. So um, my midwife wasn't due back until midday, so I was kind of hanging out hoping that to kind of stay a little bit longer in there so my midwife could be there. Um, and then about 11 o'clock, my midwife ended up getting back early and the student midwife that was with her training. Um, student midwife sorted out a bath for me and we pretty much, like I pretty much hopped in straight away because I started getting the urge to push and, yeah, I it was all pretty much ready to go. Um, so I had a bit of gas, which was, um, good. I, I think it sort of controlled my breathing more than how with the pain. 
um, hopped in the bath, still had the gas kind of there waiting for me, and I started pushing. And after about maybe like half an hour, um, she wasn't coming, so they were checking like her heart rate and whatnot, and she was absolutely fine. She just wasn't coming, so my midwife popped me out and checked again, and it turns out that um, part of my waters actually hadn't broken, so only half of them had broken, um, and they were stuck at the top of her head, so she actually couldn't yeah. come down any further. So that was initially quite scary because I didn't really want my waters broken. I always wanted them to break naturally. Um, so my midwife said, that I would have to go to hospital because she didn't feel comfortable breaking my waters at the birthing centre, just as there was a risk for a cord prolapse. Um, So she called an ambulance, and if I'm honest, that's where all my self-control kind of went out the window. I definitely started getting very panicky as I always wanted to give birth at a birthing centre. In my head, I was like, hospital is where you go if you're sick. And... I really didn't want to go there. In my head, I was like, I'm not sick. I shouldn't need to go to the hospital. But now that I think back to it, I'm so thankful because it meant that she was really, really safe just in case anything did happen. Yeah, so I am thankful now, but at the time I definitely lost all control and was very panicky. Um, So we got to Waikato Hospital at... I want to say about 1.30, but my timing's probably a little bit off. I kind of just tried to relax as much as possible, but it was quite hard to, as I was quite worried about Winter and her um, safety, because yeah. in my head I was just <laughs> freaked out I was in hospital. Um, yeah, so they put, a, I don't know what it's called, but they put a monitor inside on her head just to get like a real accurate reading of her heart rate and she was absolutely fine she was happy as Larry heart rate was perfect um doctor came in and um broke the rest of my waters for me um and she had actually um pooped in my waters (laughs) so I had meconium in my waters um they weren't very concerned about that like that was sweet and then I sort of got a rush of needing to push again and yeah I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing I want to say maybe an hour later maybe half an hour later I was still going and I'd sort of just run out of energy because I'd been pushing so hard in the birthing center thinking you know she was coming like it felt like she was coming and I just ran out of steam and I was told to push harder, but I was pushing as hard as I could. Um, so we ended up needing to use the Vontus, um, yeah. which once again, didn't really want to use that either. Um, but it was very necessary for me because there was just no way I could keep pushing as hard as I would. So an extra little helping hand was very helpful. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and then she arrived at 3.37 and she was awesome. She was placed on my chest very happily. She cried straight away and it was just a sigh of relief to know that she was crying and here and 
like healthy. Well, for all I knew, healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amazing. And did you have any tearing or anything like that during that birthing process? Um, I did. I don't know what sort of tearing. I was kind of um, just out, out of space. I really yeah. was not knowing what was going on. So thank God for my partner because he pretty much told me most of it afterwards. Yeah. Um, but I did have some tearing. I did have to have um, some stitches. Not sure how many, but there was three tears. Um, yeah. But only one got stitched as the anesthetic, I think, yeah. um, that they put in. They It wasn't working, so I could feel everything. Oh, okay. um, my midwife pretty much told the doctor to just don't worry about the two little ones. We'll just let them heal on their own. Um, as there was one big one and he um, stitched that one up. But the other yeah. two we just left alone because I could just feel it. Yeah, you wouldn't want to feel that. No, especially after giving birth, I did not want to feel um, stitches. (laughs) So we kind of just left the last two and, yeah. Cool. And how did she go at latching on in the first little while? Um, She wasn't very good at latching on. Um, She sort of nuzzled away at it, but we couldn't really get the hang of it. Um, she did have a lip tie, um, and then we later found out she also had a tongue tie. So um, she had a really, really bad lip tie. So I think that definitely didn't help. And I also um, have very flat nipples as well. So yeah. she found it quite hard to latch onto me as I didn't really have much to latch onto. Um, so our first night, she... I actually had one of the midwives syringe um, milk out of me because she just would not latch. So we had to syringe her for a couple of feeds. Um, We sort of got the hang of it um, the second day, Um, but she did keep coming off and going back on, which was quite sore. Um, Yeah, so we sort of didn't really get the hang of it. And I think at about a week, I decided to use nipple shields um, just yeah. to help her latch on, considering she could not get a solid latch, and that really, really helped. To this day, I am still breastfeeding, but with nipple shields, <laughs> which I yeah. didn't really want to use it that long, and I've tried to wean yeah. her off them, and um, she just won't. She's really happy using them. I haven't had too many problems. And I really want to breastfeed her as long as possible because I do have the milk there. She is putting on amazing weight. So I've kind of just stuck with it and sort of gone with the flow with it all. Um, pretty much like everything else in my pregnancy and birth, I've tried yeah. to go with the flow. Um, and she's real content and happy with feeding now, which is awesome. So I'm, I might try wean her, like try to wean her off once more before she's a year old, but. So, yeah, if we have to use them until she's a year old or until my milk dries out, then I'm quite happy to do that. Um, And as long as she's happy and putting on weight, I can't really complain. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And how long did you spend in the hospital after you gave birth? Um, So in the hospital, I spent all of three and a half hours. (laughs) And then I got to our um, birth 
centre, which I was there for two nights. They cleared us to go home because she was doing awesome. She was very She was just perfect. She was putting on weight and she was happy and she was sleeping and she was feeding reasonably well considering she wouldn't latch properly. Um, We got referred to um, a specialist when it came to the lip and tongue tie. Um, So we actually got that done at three days old and that did help with her feeding. Um, Although, like I said before, we are still using a nipple shield as she doesn't latch without it. Um, But it definitely did help when it came to latching onto the nipple shield even. She didn't come off. She does a whole feed. Um, So that was really good and very beneficial um, for later in life um, because they were worried that it may cause her to have speech problems and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you find life as a newborn mum for the first couple of weeks and months? What was that experience like for you making that transition? Um, I loved it. <laughs> um, it was <laughs> yeah. really, really hard. I did very much have the blues, um, postpartum blues. Um, it was quite hard to get used to having someone depend on you all the time and you to be their first point. Um, whatever she needed, I I had to be there. I was her life source, really. So um, that was not hard, but it was hard to get my head around. Um, yeah. To have someone very dependent on me. The first two weeks were um, okay because I had Matt home with me. Um, once he went back to work, there was a few times where I was like, oh, my God, I'm by myself. Like, what if something goes wrong? Um, I don't want anything <laughs> to go wrong when I'm home by myself. But she was fine. I managed to venture out um, as much as I possibly could. Um, and, yeah, I did get quite sad. I did really miss my stomach, my belly. <laughs> um <laughs> But she was such a good baby. She barely ever yeah. cried unless she was hungry or really overtired. She slept really well. She probably slept better than, than she does now. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, she overall she was a really good baby, so I don't think I had it that hard. Um, so all my sadness was purely because I missed my belly and it was just a lot of, hormones going around in my belly yeah. Yeah. yeah and how did you sort of come out of that postpartum blues or did you talk to anyone about it or yeah. you found that it just subsided after a while um the blues definitely just subsided after a while I talked to Matt as much as possible about it and just tried to like get my feelings out um yeah. I still do have quite bad anxiety and I am quite um paranoid about things because it is just because I care so much about her but yeah. I do worry yeah but that will that will go I've kind of just been talking to friends and um family about it as much as possible I am one to kind yeah. of keep my feelings to myself but I've learned I've really got to talk about it um yeah one to be a good role model to winter and to show her it's okay to talk about your feelings um, and that it's not silly to feel anxious when you're a new mum and it's 
not silly to have bad days and to feel stressed and to worry about the littlest things in life um yeah yeah so I definitely think that's important I um do wish at the start I did talk like I wish I talked about it more um because I've only within probably like the last two months come to realization that it my anxiety is quite excessive now that I am a new mum um yeah but I think that's something I will overcome in time yeah awesome yeah and have you got your period back while you're still breastfeeding or you haven't got it back yet um I have had it twice and that was two weeks after my post birth bleeding finished and one about a month later and I have not had it since so yeah don't know what's happening there but yeah so as of now no I don't have it yeah (laughs) awesome well I guess that's nice for the moment (laughs) yeah it is good for the moment actually one less thing to worry about (laughs) yeah for sure awesome well thank you very much for coming on the podcast today Hannah I really appreciate it and I'm looking forward to releasing your episode awesome thank you so much for having me Jordan thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast I really hope you enjoyed it I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at KiwiBirthTales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you.